What's up, what's up? It's your boy, K-Steel, a.k.a. Tall Glass of Hot Chocolate, a.k.a. Creative Ambition. In the building, and I'm not by myself, I got a special guest, but before I introduce my special guest, listen, people, I never start a podcast without telling uh, uh, or sharing with everybody that every day um, is a day to be grateful, grateful for something. Take that time out to really just be thankful that You know, you have a roof over your head, clothes on your back. And especially during this quarantine time, 2020 has come in like a wrecking ball. You know that old song, like a wrecking ball, whatever that is. I don't don't know the song. (laughs) I don't know the song. But 2020 has came in and just dumped all its troubles on us. and, And we're trying to find our way through. And so even with that being said, we can find something to be grateful for. We can find something to be thankful for. So to make sure every single day, people you don't have that woe is me attitude pick yourself up by your your, your bootstraps and make some things happen listen we all have our things that we go through um but listen it won't always be this way so now back to the main event i'm here with a special guest somebody who's near and dear to my heart uh one of my favorite people in the world and i would i just want to introduce this guy none other than not the talk show host not the comedian with the bad hair, and then he had to cut it off and go bald. It's my cousin, Steve Harvey. Tell him what's happening. Steve. What's going on, family? How y'all doing tonight? You know what I'm saying? So today, listen, people, we're going to be talking about the hustle is real. And so everybody's idea of hustle is different. And so the hustle is real because the hustle comes from so many different backgrounds. Like you got people who hustle <laughs> selling drugs, so they made it bad. To say the word hustle, you got people who hustle for work. Um, you got people doing all kind of things to hustle to get their day-to-day means uh, 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 met, uh, day-to-day needs met. So I want to ask you that question about the hustle is real. One, tell them a little bit about yourself. But the question I ask is, what does the hustle look like to you? So talk to them, Steve. All right. Well, again, my name is Steve Harvey. That is my government name. Not the whole one, but you're going to get part of it. <laughs> I am uh, 42 years old. I'll be 43 in a couple of weeks if the Lord says the same. And I uh, grew up in deep East Oakland, 68th and Bancroft. Where to do 600 block. And all Town the homies that's still over there. But uh, growing up in Oakland, man, you, you learn how to hustle. As a matter of fact, it's almost part of your DNA. Mm. And to go through the different phases in life growing up there, mainly in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s. I got a chance to see the town change historically and uh, physically. So everything from Huey P. Newton and those guys all the way to the drugs and how the town got turned out by crack in 84 to Felix Mitchell. I'm pretty sure y'all OGs know about that. To all the old school car side shows. I mean, you name it, we didn't did it before. You understand me? And not always proud of some of the things we did. And of course, everybody has to do some strange for some change. But the hustle <laughs> is what makes you go. The drive is what pushes the hustle. So being your cousin, I've been, you know, we've been around each other our whole life. And so the first part of my years, I grew up in Oakland as well, East Oakland. Um, and then our, our family moved to, other part of our family, we all moved to Sacramento. And some of our family stayed in Oakland. So... I knew what the streets are like, both in Sacramento and in Oakland, right? And so knowing what the streets are like with the gangs, the drugs, the the side shows with the nice cars and all the shenanigans going on, why did you turn to 
working versus like how did you keep from being influenced by by the streets oh thank god for a strict mom and i had a dad and a stepdad who got along when you see your stepdad receive the belt from your dad and your dad oh. tell him to go in on him it ain't no room for no punches to be pulled you understands me oh you can play so okay. my village was tight but even in that i got to see both of my dads kind of go downhill because of the influence of alcohol and drugs and past the way their past caught up to them but anywho uh that hustle came because um again family and my mom you know she got on my helmet i hated being in my room on punishment you think i want to go by a jail cell where I can't get out and do nothing but eat and sleep when somebody else tell me to, uh, you can miss me on that. Plus, I had family to take care of. That's dopeness. So, um, so my cousin Steve had worked for the airlines forever, like almost 25 years. So what, how many years? It'll be 24 in September. 24 years in the airline industry. Listen, people, I watched this man hustle and bustle, do all kind of doubles and sleeping in the break room. Seriously, I never seen anybody hustle like this in my natural life. Um, this <laughs> this guy would still be up there doing 30 hours and he found ways around the system like nobody's business to get that extra money. Very smart on how he worked it. But sometimes I know that could have been a, a, a lot on your body taxing and stuff. So I want you to tell them about the stress spots that I witnessed. Um, tell them about what was it like working at the airport? And like, why did you have such a drive and a hustle there of all places? Um, the stress spots came from wearing myself out. Uh, believe it or not, folks, I would do anywhere between four to six doubles a week, sometimes seven, depending on what I had going on. That's crazy. And at, uh, at the age of 22, I was blessed with three beautiful children. And again, I wanted to make sure that they didn't have to ask for or need for anything. I be stroking. Somebody was busy <laughs> by 22, yo. <laughs> I, was no Mr. Judgment. I was Mr. Wiggler back in the day, but <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't grow up in chains. Thank God for that. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I wanted to make sure that my kids had, and I was thinking 10 to 15 years down the line. Mm. Um, I wanted to make sure that I, I worked smarter and not harder, but I took advantage of my youth and boy, did I pay for it. So those spots that Ken were talking about, where I was because my body didn't get a chance to rest. And eventually I ended up getting a pacemaker because I worked myself into the ground. Real quick, listen, people, I don't know how, uh, uh, I don't want him to just kind of glaze over that. A pacemaker is something that keeps your heart going. And your heart failing, something that was healthy for it to be stressed out and to not get the rest and all that kind of stuff during the hustle, eventually his heart gave out and almost took him up out of here, but he has a pacemaker at 42. And listen, we can get so caught up in the hustle and bustle that we don't take care of our bodies. So I just didn't want to glaze over that. I want him to finish, but I didn't want that. That was just so, that was a stressful time for family because he's one of my favorite people. And we talk almost every day. We talk about everything. Um, but to see him in the hospital with that tube down his throat and and going through those changes, it, it broke me to tears where it was a lot. I couldn't see him like that without, you know, shedding some tears because of all the things that we've been through. And I know what he's been through. So for him to be so young and have that, it was it was it was an eye opener for me, not just him. You know, what I mean, so go ahead. Oh, yeah. And, and to add on to that, uh, how much was I really stealing from my family? Because the more I worked, the less time they had with me. Mm. I never had holidays to really give them a whole holiday because I was so focused on the money. So I learned real quick 
that uh, you can't serve God and mammon. One of them has to go. And that's another thing. I was putting that money in that job ahead of God. So I already knew where that message was coming from. Um, but at the end of the day, I was just trying to provide for my family in the most honest and sincere way because I'd rather see them come and see me in my in my in, in, at the hospital, believe it or not, or even in my break room than to see me behind the jail cell or see me behind right. bars in the jail cell. So, um, man, be beautifully put. So, uh, did you always want to work in the airline or was there something else you wanted to do when you were younger that you're just not doing it and, and why not? My first love, of course, was uh, being an NBA basketball player. But you're 5'3". Yeah. <laughs> I'm 5'9". <laughs> without, without shoes. Listen, folks. His feet still swing when he sit on the toilet. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he got a booster seat when he drive. But, of course, uh, life throws you curveballs and right. change-ups. And right. believe it or not, my ultimate passion outside of basketball was to be a BART train operator. Mm -hmm. um, but I was introduced to the airline industry at a young age. He was going to thump him down the track. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Ken, because his feet are so big. He, he's the one that pushes the trains. Y'all just don't hear it because of the noise in the tunnel. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is what we do as family. We talk mess, but it's always in love. Oh, my God. This guy is nuts. But go ahead. Uh, yes. Talk to him. So uh, I got introduced to uh, the airline industry by a good friend's uh, mom. And... Um, rest her soul she's going you know transition into a better place but uh she was the one that opened her eyes and believe it or not we had to fill out our applications by hand not on the internet or online for you young folks yeah y'all thunder y'all young thunder catch yeah that i mean <laughs> <laughs> so uh i got a chance to have that hustle because at that time nothing was regulated like it is now mm. especially after september 11th right and everything with quarantine right now everybody's finding new hustles yeah, yeah. Um, because so many so much stuff is shut down like I even resorted one of the things that I have to do I go to school full-time he knows it but I'm telling you guys I go to school full-time and so we can't go to the building so I have to do everything online and so on top of that I'm like okay how do I bring some kind of money in so I, I started doing like Instacart that was like a hit and miss because the, the app because so many people were jumping on it because um, everybody's at home they need to bring money in and, and so when you can't go to work finances aren't coming in you find some other way to hustle and so i've done it a few times i've done it enough i like it because it gets me out of the house a lot of cardio i might have to wear gloves and a mask and that's okay but when the hustle's real the hustle's real you're gonna do everything you need to do by any means necessary so question do you have the same hustle um, that when you were doing the, the, the four or five, 20 doubles a week, <laughs> do you still have that same hustle and drive back then? And so now say 20 years later, is it still there? Oh yeah. Growing up in the deep East, you know what hustle is. That's like I said, that's a part of your DNA. The thing is now I've learned how to do it differently. Work smarter, not harder. So instead of me being at the bottom and giving 40 and 50 hours in two days, I've learned how to climb up through management and use my brain. Mm. And so now I'm getting paid more to do a little bit less. If you could tell anybody, a young person, since your your idea of hustle came from, uh, a lot of it came from observation. Mm -hmm. You've seen what was going on in the streets. You've seen what, what our family went through. You've seen the drugs and the alcohol that ripped through our family a lot of times. And knowing those kind of things, and it's not a downplay on our family, it was just those times, those things happened. Um, 
or shot at our family. That's that's never the case. It's just saying we came up from a different background and we were able to observe a lot of different things. If you can talk to a young person, let's say this a young person is listening to us right now, and it's it's for the for the old heads too. Um, if you can give them a piece of advice dealing with hustling uh, from the work perspective, like working in the airline or wh- whatever your ideal of hustle is, what piece of advice would you really give them? Like, find your passion. And uh, I was once told that if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Facts. And as you continue to grow older, do not be afraid to challenge yourself to take on more responsibility and to enhance your skills. So me, even while working the airline, the only thing I can't do is fix it or fly it. But I've learned how to do everything from cargo, uh, manifestations, paperwork. I can drive a forklift, move heavy machinery. I can even drive a stick. I know y'all don't know what that is because everybody, cars, they talk and burp and fart and everything. So By themselves. By themselves. So you don't need nobody to do it. But what I did was enhance my skill and what it did is progress my career. So now, as Ken said, you don't know when change is going to come. And right now, with this coronavirus, the airline industry is one of the hardest hit. So I don't know when I'm going to go back to it, but I do plan on going back. And so um, for me, um, doing trucking for so many years, I've done so many different hustles. Uh, one thing I'm learning how to do in my in my day-to-day hustle is to not be the master, I mean the jack of all trades and a master of none. I'm learning how to focus. I'm learning how to, the piece of advice I would give you is don't try to start a whole bunch of different things at once. Find out what that passion is, like, like Cousin Steve said, find out what the passion is Okay, let's let's use a, a, a different uh, a word instead of passion. Find out the, the the thing that comes second nature to you. That is a passion, but it, it comes second nature. For example, Steve is excellent with numbers and good at say directing people with management and all that kind of great stuff, right? But I might have to work for that gift. He has that gift naturally, so. As he works and hones on that gift, uh, hone that craft and that gift uh, cultivated, he might be a lot further along in his walk with that gift than I am. I can make the observation, and if I'm not that good at it, I might have to work really hard. But I might have a passion for it though, right? So I can still get there. My point is, find out what comes second nature to you. Are you a people person? Are you good at building things? Are you a great listener? Find out what it is that you are naturally good at because God has given us all gifts, talents, and abilities. And once you find out what that is, work at it. Find out how to do it. Ask questions. Look at YouTube. We all got the internet and everybody's in a house right now. If you got the internet on your phone or laptop or whatever, you can find things out. You don't have to wait on somebody to come bring you the information. Ask yourself some of the tough questions. Am I hustling the way I need to hustle right now to get me out of my current situation? Like some of us, we, we wait on a handout. It's crazy to me that that I'm able to see it. There's no judgment because I've been there numerous times. It's crazy to me to see that like we have a lot of people that's walking around with all these gifts, talents, and abilities, and they're waiting on somebody to give them things instead of finding ways to monetize what God has blessed them with already. So listen, I hope you guys really enjoyed this. I enjoyed doing this. I've been wanting to do a podcast with my cousin for a while. We're going to do more. I think we flow good together. Y'all got to let me know. Leave them in the comments Um, on Facebook. My Facebook is Kendrick Steele. 
uh, still like standing still. And on Facebook, Twitter, on Instagram, I'm Creative Ambition, C-R-E-A-T-V-A-M-B-I-T-I-O-N. Ambition means desire. And sometime when you don't have the desire, you must create it. So that's where Creative Ambition comes from. Um, and also on the YouTube, Creative Ambition. Um, you already heard me spell it already. And where could they reach you, cousin, with it? Oh, you guys can hit me on my uh, email address because I'm not on Facebook anymore. Um, at Discipline. St- I need to get to that point, y'all. <laughs> StephenHarvey523 at gmail.com. And before we bail out, Ken said in the, in the beginning about us being grateful about the day or the day that we're in. Just try. Uh, remember this. If you ever think you're having that bad of a day, try missing one. Woo! Check this out. I'm even add on to that. Listen, Harriet Tubman, I just watched this movie again last night. Harriet Tubman once said, I once freed a thousand slaves. I could have freed a thousand more only if they knew they were slaves. It's time to break the bad habits, people. It's time to get to a new place um, because we don't have all this time. Seems like every the way things has hit us, we don't have all this time to just lollygag and procrastinate and be lazy. So, it's your boy, K-Steel, wrapping it up. I'm glad y'all stayed with us this long. And truly, let us know in the, uh, um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram if you really enjoyed it, if we can improve inbox. Be nice, folks. Be nice. You know what I'm saying? And your critique. Don't be clowning. But appreciate y'all. Peace out. We'll holler. Gone. Gone.